glory, fortune, fame, passion, heartbreak, and success, all on this episode of Behind the Behind the Music. Tonight, we're going to ask a lot of questions, including, is it actually a Behind the Music if the music is basically not in the episode and has no significance whatsoever? Because tonight, we're going to speak of Leif Garrett. Ash, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. And and my first question to you is, are we really going to call him Leif? No. Okay. Because I didn't actually, like, I remember this behind the music, but I don't remember his name being pronounced Leif. And he says it. They make a point of that in this one. I know. I know. Actually, it's Leif. I'm like, nope. Nope. Read it. <laughs> it ain't. <laughs> so... This is a big deal because when people talk about Behind the Music, the first episode they often talk about is this episode. They yeah. say... Oh. This is like the famous, the holy, one of the Holy Grail ones. And I gotta tell you, and all due respect to the guy who seems like a both an unhappy and unsympathetic figure, I... I don't, like I said in the intro, I don't know if there's really music to be behind in this. There's virtually nothing about the creation of the music, and it's <laughs> more or less a really long episode of Celebrity Rehab. Yes. Or, like, True Hollywood Story. Could you have named a Leif, Leif Garrett song before no. this? And And they kept playing that one when he was, like, a teenager, and I still don't know what it's called. Yeah. Like, I was made for dancing or something? Or yeah. You were made for and all I kept thinking of is the Kiss song, I Was Made for Loving You. So when they, yes! when they would reference it, I just kept thinking in my head him going, I was made for dancing you, baby. Because it just, that's the only thing that made sense because the actual song did not stick in my head. Nope. So I apologize if anyone stumbled across this podcast and expected us to gush. This isn't going to be like the R.E.M. one or the Metallica no. one. <laughs> no. Um, there is a vanilla ice one though folks and i feel there'll be a lot of gushing oh there will be gushing over (laughs) vanilla ice exactly this is not about musical talent or prowess this is about whether or not we like the artist and whether or not the episode we know who the hell they are for starters (laughs) exactly and whether or not the episode evokes because i think there's a little bit about storytelling here right i mean what is behind the behind the music whether or not the episode evokes any kind of sympathy now to be clear full disclosure the version we were able to find of this is the behind the music remastered so it has some yeah. updates to the story yeah. none of which are happy no they're like no, <laughs> no. <laughs> No light at the end of the tunnel for this dude I, I mean when your epilogue's highlight is playing yourself in Dickie Roberts which I thought was a very cute movie but uh, the, <laughs> the premise of it is it's about washed out child stars. Yeah. When, I get. I guess you got to take the rules where you can get them. I, like he, he is probably like I don't know who he is because I wasn't. It's before our time. And yes. So uh, he is like a washed up kid star, you know. So and apparently he's like one of the, you know, big ones. And I'm like, okay, so I get it. I get why he'd play that role. Yeah. He. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is all right. We, I think we maybe we'll get to some of the story here. So, so Leaf Garrett 
and we love a good we love a good behind the music quote. I just love how you're being so defiant, like Leaf. Leaf. Oh yeah, this is just like when we called Johnny Cougar Johnny Cougar. Yeah. Sorry, Leaf. I mean, it's terrible. This poor guy is like, I don't know. I don't know. If, I actually, this is a question I'm going to ask repeatedly: is whether or not I have any sympathy sympathy for this character. So, but they say some great behind the music lines about this guy. He had a golden mane, a sparkling yeah. smile, and an unforgettable name. And then that's when they cut him in going, Leif, with a long Leif, Leif. And then the other great one that I wrote, and it's in big bold in my notes. In the late 70s, millions of girls caught between puberty and prom night <laughs> dreamed of running around with Leif Garrett. And they say this as they're playing his cover of Run Around Sue. And at this point in the in the episode, I'm asking myself, this guy only did covers? Like they, they played Yeah, exactly. This, what? Who is this guy? I don't know. And then they also said that he was only overshadowed by Farrah Fawcett. Which, yeah, because the poster outsold his or something. Oh, really? The poster outsold his? That's what it was? Yeah, yeah. His could, poster was like a massive seller, and but um, Farrah's outsold him. I, I couldn't... Do you wonder if maybe they, they did they did a two-for-one and they taped the E! True Hollywood story and just took all the same information and just flipped it to <laughs> that for this one? And he was really jealous of Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, probably. That's what sent him in the spiral. So they talk a lot about his long locks and oh, his long locks and spandex and how they're a thing of the past. Uh, and then they talk about his relationship with his mother, which I feel like there is a great terrifying indie movie to be made about this relationship. Um, I, well, I don't know. Like, yeah, they seem close, but I get that, you know. They're close, and she didn't want to be the Hollywood the, mom. The, the stage, like she said, like, Brooke Shields' mom was, like, overbearing and stuff like that, but then she did, she came forth and said, she's like, you obviously did something right because your kid is fine, and my, I'm, mine's not. <laughs> that's, like, well, there that's there you point. go. <laughs> that's a good point. She does, She at first I was like, whoa, throwing shade at Brooke Shields' mom, and in my yeah. head, I'm like, I'm too young to remember. I'm too young to remember Brooke Shields' mom. But then you, you raise a really good point that she she comes back. And the mom kind of lets him be free is the best way to describe it, including living with his underage girlfriend. She's like, I don't want to be a stage mother. I want him to be cool. And yeah. his underage girlfriend is Nicolette Sheridan. Yes. Who is an actor-ish. Yes. Yeah, and I don't know. I, if she was at that. She must have been at that time. She must have been starting it. I think she was in like a Brooke Shields kind of. Thing. Got she it. She's an actor. Got it. And yeah, so she was just trying to be like I can just imagine, and the way the woman speaks, just trying to be the cool mom. Hey. Like Amy Poehler and Mean Girls. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like so, if I'm casting this, I mean we're kind of jumping to later, but if I'm casting this, I want Amy Poehler doing the Mean Girls mom as the mom in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll dig it. <laughs> uh, so now we'll we'll go off on an aside here, and they talk a lot about the Scotty Brothers Record Company, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of implication that like, oh, I let them take over, and maybe it was a little too much. 
and they say that he was the Scotty. The Scotty brothers wanted a puppet, like they were some sort of nefarious outfit. Now, let me, without knowing anything about either Scotty brother, assuming there's two and that's their actual last name. There could be three. Like Warner Brothers, there's three. Oh, that's true. It could be three. And Scotty Brothers is the album, is the band, is the, sorry, is the record company that signed Weird Al Yankovic. Really? And produced many of his many of his hit records yeah i'm i'm almost 100 percent sure because i remember when i'd get the cd from columbia house and it would arrive and i didn't know anything about production there was always these two little pictures of scotty dogs on his records and i was like what is this and that's the scotty brothers and so i guess i sort of want to yeah yeah absolutely weird al yankovic I want. I would not have made that connection. Well done. Their first success was Leaf Garrett, but at one point they signed James Brown, right? So really, yeah. Is this after jail? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know when he went to jail, but mid '80s James Brown. Let's be clear. <laughs> well, <laughs> and they so they they have Weird Al, and maybe they had Weird Al later in their career, but. Weird Al is hardly a guy that I feel like the record company was puppeting and telling what to do. Yeah, and subsequently went off the rails. Yeah, so in some ways I feel like, uh, hey guys, could you maybe take a little bit of responsibility, some ownership for for Leaf, you know, making the decisions to do the music that he did? Or, or maybe I posit another thing, when he made his own music that he wanted to go in his own direction, maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't good uh, but then they talk about how when he's outside of the puppeteers of the Weird Al Yankovic producing Scotty Brothers that he on the road is when he picked his set list and, and some of the songs are legit songs Good Times Bad Times by Led Zeppelin Jumpin' Jack Flash by the Rolling Stones those are really cool in your mind what would be the analogy to Leaf Garrett playing that today like in my mind that would be like seeing Bieber play Smells Like Teen Spirit yeah yeah pretty much like or like Pearl Jam or Smashing Pumpkins yeah exactly exactly that era like Bieber goes and plays Jeremy or Alive or something like that and I think for the audience of the young screaming women trapped between puberty and prom night that's, I guess, how we're going to have to refer to them throughout the rest of the uh, episode. Or teenagers, whichever. Teenagers, exactly. They, they did it in, like, the creepiest way, right? Like, yeah, they really so did. Creepy. Yeah. They're screaming along. I wonder if they know those songs or care about the rock and roll legitimacy of those songs. But even weirder is... Like, so if you move that context of him, and let's say he just played this for a bigger room or a room that wasn't just those people, I suspect people would throw things at him for playing that. Like, if I was a rocker and 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 Leif Garrett played Good Times, Bad Times, I, I think I might be upset. I don't know. Maybe it would be a live and let live situation. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think some people would, because some people are just angry, but... At the same time, you have to sort of maybe think of it from his point of view. Like, maybe it was a tribute. These are his favorite bands. These are his favorite songs, and he wants to sing them. Mm. 
I mean, you're, I don't you're, know. You're, you're swaying me on this. I heard someone once make the argument specifically about him that said, hey, look, my favorite, this person was saying on the radio, I think it was on a Bill Simmons podcast, the person was saying, hey, look, Leif Garrett, yeah, not really something I respect, but it was a gateway to me as a person, not me, the person telling the story, liking music because he was the first musician that I was into. And yeah. then that opened me up to just liking music and now I like all this other, you know, awesome stuff. And to me, I think that's a that's a really interesting that's a really interesting premise, which is that like people can complain all they want, and, and I would say nowadays when I see the kids like the pop stars, I don't get too worked up over it because I'm like, hey, I dig that they're digging music, and yeah. like we've all been there, we've all got that embarrassing. Like I was a New Kids fan, I'm still a New Kids fan. I loved NSYNC, I loved Britney. You know what I mean? Like I grew up with all that sort of stuff. I don't care. I still like a wider range of stuff. I, I would argue every band you just listed, by the way, every group performer is better than Leaf Garrett. <laughs> like at least you know. I think mean, so? I don't. I only know what I've seen on this documentary, so I have no For, idea. I mean, like they seem to, like he seemed to be good at what he was doing. That's true. Like this is. Like, okay. I mean, this was like the '70s, so like the new kids were like the '80s, so they were a bit like tougher and like bad boy, you know that kind yeah, of ripped stuff. jeans, no spandex, yeah, ripped exactly. I mean, no I golden flowing locks. I remember think seeing Donnie Wahlberg's like, or was it Donnie Wahlberg or Joey who had like so many rips in those jeans? Oh no, that's Donnie. That's bad boy. And Donnie. that was just, I was like, I am never going to be that tough. That is so <laughs> tough. Like, how could I? And then how, his brother's Mark Wahlberg, so yeah. you picked the wrong Wahlberg. Um, okay so then this is like terrible to be glib about it but then what comes to be the like this is it the music part of this episode is now over over. (laughs) 10 minutes into it and he drives drunk and oh no no sorry they went to go get more cocaine and I'm imagining the scene in Boogie Nights where they go to Alfred Molina's house haven't seen it in years. Oh. Like so there's this scene where Thomas Jane and uh, Marky Mark go to some wacky drug dealer's house played by Alfred Molina, who's just in underwear, and he's making mixtapes on his hi-fi with his like record <laughs> record player and his cassette tapes. And there's just like a dude in the background setting off fireworks the entire time. <laughs> they're having this crazy conversation and then eventually they start pulling guns and they rob anyways I'm imagining Leaf and Ron Ron Winkler Ron, Roland Winkler going to get more cocaine high and drunk they get into an accident and this horrific scene is described to us of poor Roland Winkler and then his family sues and I blame what did you say? I said I don't blame them no I, I, I don't think like I mean, it's I, again. I don't want to like be insensitive. I, you know, I'm sure. First of all, you're driving under the influence. There are laws about that. I don't know what they were then, but at that point, you are by definition negligent. Um, but also, like this guy's life could have been ruined, and here this seemingly rich guy, you know, gets him in this accident. I feel like the family has no choice. Yeah. So I don't. I don't fault them. And then these two friends never see each other again. Yeah, how how amazing is that? Like, you just paralyze a dude and then just, like, never see him again. Yeah. 
until the power of VH1 brings you together. Yes. And so then he disappears and he goes to some island and they talk about him going and creating the music he wanted to make. And I'm I'm getting a little bit excited. I'm like, oh, maybe he wrote some music. But his big contribution is Who and Fleetwood Mac covers, which cool. Hey, you know, do your thing. You do yeah, you exactly. Maybe he's doing Tusk. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking back to our Fleetwood Mac episode. <laughs> <laughs> and this part, the Scotties refused. The Scotty brothers refused to let him do it, and they made him do some other song. And that, and I feel bad for him at this point uh. and then he grows up and they talk about how no one wants to see him anymore and and here's a question that I come to a couple of times in this which is so here of this guy who is relatively famous as a young person kind of screwing up his life uh-huh. today would this person become a train wreck or would they find all sorts of ways to market themselves like with comic con appearances and you know, reality TV shows. Like, do you think that at that point in his career, he would have fallen off the radar if it was today? Um, yeah, I think so. Look at Lindsay Lohan. Oh, oh, wow! You just you just mic dropped that one. Boom! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think it depends. I mean, because you could look at Britney. Britney went off the rails for like a good year, and now she's back and better than ever. You know what I mean? You no. you raise you raise a really good point there because I think that I'm thinking of like more responsible people, right? Like there are tons of people that make careers out of showing up at Comic Cons, but they're the ones that are cool are really cool, you know, and they're yeah. cool to fans and they get that like people are connecting to them because of something that they did, yeah. but but people are also gracious and willing to listen to other things if you go up and you show up to these things. I've I've definitely went and met people who I knew for one thing but then listened to what else they were doing and be like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll be interested in that and they're cool. But he did not, I guess maybe he didn't make choices that would have led him to a responsible relationship with fans in the long term. Even though, yeah, man, at the t- Again, though, at the time, like, what would there have been at that time? We're talking like, what, early 80s? Late, mid-80s? Yeah. Yeah, like that, there was like like Comic Con wasn't it was strictly nerds then it's not the huge like deal it is now, the internet wasn't around you know right. so, like the, there was no way to fan like, club there was no like, there was no Etsy yeah yeah we could sell like pieces of his golden lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was in the Outsiders now you know that you've seen that movie so he's in the Outsiders now you know the movie the Outsiders. Oh, yeah, I know it. I just okay. couldn't picture him in it. And yeah, then I you pictured know, the clip, and I was like, oh, yeah. You know why? Because the other actors in that movie are Ralph Macchio, Tom Cruise, <laughs> Emilio Estevez, uh, Swayze. <laughs> You're really, really pummeling this kid. I'm telling and you. Matt Dillon. Like, yeah, I, I feel terrible. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I was at... You know, Live Aid in the audience. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so he goes underground. Money's awarded to his, you know, friend who is paralyzed. And then there's just like a lot of drugs, intervention, drugs, intervention, drugs, intervention. And then there's this story where he goes on Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. 
And they tell this story of like Rosie O'Donnell coming up to his band at the time being like, I know he's high, send him to rehab. Yeah. And at that point in the story, the way they frame it is that, because this is at the point in the story where we're in the remastered piece of the episode, where they're, they're giving you the epilogue, where it's like, his newfound fame with Behind the Music led yeah, to yeah. more problems. So this now becomes the most meta Behind the Music ever, because they talk <laughs> about how he got famous from Behind the Music and proceeded to ruin his life further Again. after that. And so, yeah... And then he wins Celebrity Fear Factor, $50,000 in Celebrity Fear Factor. Why not, man? And uh, goes to jail multiple times. Why not, man? <laughs> Jeez. So that's uh, this one kind of ends on a downer, I guess, in terms of yeah. the story of this episode. There's really no happy ending. And, and, and I don't mean to be a jerk about it, but he doesn't, or maybe I am being a jerk about it, but he doesn't come off very sympathetic. I mean, he sounds like someone who had a mom who was really cool to him and had a lot of opportunities, but maybe he had some predispositions for some, you know, destructive behavior and consistently had that behavior. Like, I don't know. It happens. Yeah, you know? no, like people are are more subjected, to, or you know, more subjected to addictions and stuff. So I get it. Yeah. And like you're bound to be screwed up if you're like thrust into the limelight. That, that that's true. <laughs> I mean, those factors are legitimate, and and I think that's not something to be made made light of at all. Uh, I just didn't walk away feeling much for this guy who seemed to have had some pretty cool opportunities. But that being said, it's not all about my crappy attitude um we want to introduce a new segment today and that new segment involves you asking questions because you were shooting off some funny questions to me when we were texting back and forth for this episode so i don't know what we call the segment yet but for now it's as a placeholder it's ash's questions Thanks. Ash's questions is fine. Ash's questions. I was was thinking like, yeah, I was thinking like at one point like some sort of pun like we could call them questions and spell it with an S. Oh, you're doing like a few heck here, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way, I had sort of stopped watching the middle for a little bit because I was worried. How dare you? Well, I was going. The conversation is over. I was, no, I was going too fast through it. I was like, I woke up one day and I was like at the end of the third season. I'm like, whoa, 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 settle down. You've only got seven more seasons, but. (laughs) <laughs> then I started watching it again yesterday. I watched like four episodes last night. So, whoa, that, that show is amazing. That show is amazing. I know. Uh, I told you. I told you. <laughs> and I 100% agree. In fact, I would say that like it, like where it is right now, and I assume it gets better based on everything you guys have said, uh-huh. that, uh, that show is one of the better shows I've seen. Like, even if I weren't to say it was one of my favorites, I mean, let's say it doesn't, well, I don't walk away as a favorite. I can't, you can't not recognize how great that show is. In the terms quality of, did never, like, never drop. The story, the characters, the setting, the way they interact with life. I, I'm pretty sure you had a great tweet about everyone making a big deal about Roseanne. Right. I feel like you had a cool tweet saying essentially like, uh, you know, there's been a great show about regular people in America for like the last decade. Yeah, it was called The Middle. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, that was a nice digression for us. But <laughs> Ash's questions. Okay. Uh, my first question is, what was up with uh, Leaf's mom's turtleneck 
in the second like what happened to him section so like the remastered bit because she was wearing this dark this black turtleneck and i know they're supposed to go up high up on your neck but this was literally covering like the bottom lip like it was one her bottom lip 100 to hide hickeys you reckon i think it was shame shame oh like was- like internal shame yeah, like, I thought she was just like, okay, I don't really want to do this, so I'm just going to hide as much of my face as possible. But I don't know. Maybe I, I was just I, being some I just think she's very youthful. She likes to party. You know, maybe she was on Tinder. There probably wasn't <laughs> Tinder whenever this was made. And, you know, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't judge her for it, but she probably doesn't want the world to judge her enormous amount of hickeys. So. Either that or um, uh, facelift scars. What'd you say? Facelift. Oh yeah, that's. So they a, usually. Have, oh no, they're behind the ears, is it? Or do you have it on your neck? I, I don't I, know. I am extremely oblivious to how all of that stuff works, yeah. except that <laughs> like, when you see someone like John Travolta, you're like, oh, I'm never gonna. Oh my surgery. gosh! Did you watch him in the OJ Simpson? I did. I, I have to say, because he was playing such an affected version of Robert Shapiro, it, I couldn't tell if it was makeup or work, even though. No, I- it was still terrifying either way. Like, I, I loved that series. We developed. Oh, the series was amazing, but his face is frightening. And, and speaking of that series, can we just can we just talk about Schwimmer in that? That's like that's like the best Schwimmer I've seen ever. Schwimmer's I, I will Robert agree. Kardashian. Yeah. He he came back hard after after Friends there. He thought <laughs> he was kind of disappear and not do anything more. That's but right. no, he came back really good. So I like I like his Kardashian, his Robert Kardashian. Who they obviously pumped up, you know, the character for this quite a lot because of obvious they have a little cameos. Anyways, okay. So next question, Ash's next question. Uh, okay, my other question is, how sorry did you feel for the sister? Because like they mentioned her like once, and she was uh, actually uh, like the star of the family because she was like the actor or something, and then like Leaf came out wrong and like just stole all her fame, and I was like, no one really talked about her ever again. I well, then I'm just a I'm just a further symptom of that because I'm like he had a sister. <laughs> that was my answer. <laughs> yeah. She was on like one of the '70s TV shows. She was like a kid in one of the '70s TV shows or something. Uh, yeah. Not even in my notes. Wow. Hmm. Uh, that's wow. terrible. It's tragic. Any oh, other questions? Question. Oh, no, that was questions. all those I are had. Good, those are good. Those are good questions. Uh, okay, and so then another. So <clears throat> we, I've cast the mother as Amy Poehler from uh, Mean Girls. Would you cast Leif Garrett as himself because he's an actor, or would you pick another actor to play him in a movie? Well, he's going to get a lot of work if he's going to play himself younger. Or that's going to be a lot of special effects CGI. What do you think about that de-aging special effect? Um, I think it's effective, like in Ant-Man and stuff, and like Avengers. But like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, like, I'm kind of just waiting for Hollywood to start using it all the time. <laughs> I like, don't need it, you know what I mean? It's, everyone's going to look 30. Like 12 or something, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, mm, stop. Interesting, interesting point. You're right. Like people just have like their pre-programmed face that yeah. you get when they act in a movie. Can we get John Travolta's face back to Greece? Yeah. You know, can we get that back? Because that current one is terrifying, as I say. Uh, so uh, I was thinking. This is again one of my weird associations. But I was like, I walked away from this being saying that for all of the musical contributions of Leif. 
I would have rather just seen a whole episode on Danny Bonaducci. He's so much more charming. He is. He's very entertaining. So I would say, like, why not to just add insult to injury, you could have Bonaducci play Leif Garrett in Man. the Leif Garrett movie. That's, that's, that's going to cause some friction amongst <laughs> the teen idols. You know, I, I've, I've talked to other podcasters who get, like, enormous amounts of hate mail. I was emailing with these guys once, and they're like, oh, we get, like, 200 angry emails a week. Really? What yeah. do they podcast about? What, what I don't know, about? TV. They could have also been just talking, you know, talking uh, talking themselves up. But they seem to get a lot of, like, negative emails, but they also huh. seem to get, like, a lot of downloads. So maybe we have to make people... Be controversial. Maybe this will be our biggest episode, because all the Leaf Garrett fans who listen to podcasts are going to be furious. Of course. I hope they still have their hearing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, uh, a game we love to play. This is the body part showdown. Okay. I always like to surprise you with the body part. So we're going to go, again, our reigning champion, who eventually we have to retire. Shania Twain's midriff. Era-defining midriff. Versus Leaf Garrett's mugshot. Either one. Ooh. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> um Oh man. For happiness sake, I'm gonna go with Shania because as we've established, Leaf Garrett was a bit of a dickhead and we don't really need to be reminded <laughs> of that every week. Uh yeah, I, I, I think again you gotta go back to it's the, the body parts role in their career and so far we really haven't had like so okay, here are some body parts that I feel like that would be real contenders for Shania's midriff. Okay. Mick Mick Jagger's lips. See, there you go. Later you go. later, Steven Tyler when we get to Aerosmith, Aerosmith, like his lips, like those are defining those are defined. Maybe it, there isn't a Rolling Stones episode, but I would say you could also do like That's outrageous. How is there not a Rolling Stones episode? Probably because they have to pay them for it, and That's Rolling true. Stones are expensive. <laughs> it's an expensive date. Keith Keith Richards's DNA, you know, like that. That could be, you know, or there there are things that I think could Elvis's hips. Right, like yeah. those could beat Shania's yeah. midriff. So we're not saying it can't be beaten, but we're just not going to give it to the last few that were chosen here. Yeah, no. All right, Ash. Do you have any other further parting thoughts? Um, I I don't know who's next week, but I kind of hope it's a bit happier. I think next week is, I'm going to check, I think it's Heart, who I don't know like a ton of their music. It's like, great, I don't really know anything. <laughs> but I will say this, they, they're they known as these rock legends. Like, I know a couple of folks who, who like cover rock music, and, okay. and Heart is this like beloved institution of these rockin' women. I'm pretty sure they did, yeah, Heart's next. I'm sure they did Barracuda. I think that's their... Okay, I know that tune. And, and, but I actually like one of their songs. I want to know, I'm going to watch this episode to find this out, to answer this question as to whether or not this is considered a legit Heart hit or like a soft ballady Heart hit, which is this song called In Dreams. Where you know in dreams, da, 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 or, or, or not in dreams, these dreams, you know, 
go on oh. when I close my eyes every Oh, wait, yeah, okay, I do know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, I live another life. I, that song is like close to Total Eclipse of the Heart. Awesome, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's a bold statement, friend. Yeah, I really dig that song. So I'm super excited for that one. I think it's going to be cool. But then coming up, we have The Day the Music Died, just like a non, non-singer or performer episode. Followed, oh, it's like an arrow one. Excellent. Yeah, it's an arrow one. Followed by one of the big kahunas, Vanilla Ice. Yes! So we've got Ice. Heart upcoming. We've got The Day the Music Died. We've got Vanilla Ice. There's going to be a lot of love, not for The Day the Music Died, but for that as a moment in history. I'm sure that is going to be a really interesting, mm. a really interesting episode. And then after that, you still got some cool ones. You got Duran Duran, TLC, Tom Petty, and the Heartbreakers. These are all coming up. The Chili Peppers, Lenny Kravitz, Poison. So Poison, like, yeah, anyways, the Poison one I remember really well, and the Quiet Riot one are coming. So there's some really good ones coming up. Excellent. So we're not going to be as cynical as we normally are. No, no, no. This is, this, this, the leaf leaf one was tough for me to enjoy. (laughs) It was was On a scale of one to ten, how pretentious do you have to be to name your kid? Leaf, and then well, like require people to call them Leaf. You could, I mean, here's the thing: you could just be Nordic, right? Like that could just be like where you're from, like right? Didn't Leaf Erickson discover America-ish before Columbus or something like that? And now I'm like, uh-oh, I'm not interested. Uh, I did not go to school in America. I have no oh, idea. Oh yeah, no, maybe we'll. I, I did- I feel like I, first of all, I went to school in Canada just like you. I feel like I learned this in Canada. I feel like this is the kind of thing they tell you in Canada to, like, deconstruct myths of of American history, right? Like, this is probably, so he was a North Explorer from Iceland, and he was the first known European to have discovered continental North America before Christopher Columbus. So that's what Wikipedia says, which is... As authoritative. Oh, and it's sourced where? To the BBC. Like I said, not American history. And I love the BBC. But this, to me, is the kind of thing that we would be taught in Canada growing up, being like, oh, you Americans think that it's Christopher Columbus. It was Leif Erikson. Leif Erikson. I don't ever remember that. I just remember hearing about, like, the Inuit up north and stuff like this. And, like, how we broke away from Britain. And I'm like, okay, we're whatever. Well. (laughs) Zero interest. And his son was Eric the Red. So, anyways, so anyways, so if you're like Nordic or a Viking heritage, like you know, then yeah, I think that's legit. You know, I mean, I have you know, I have a Hebrew name, right? So, but but I didn't get that that was part of the story. So if they had put that in the behind the music, I'd be I'd be more into it. I'd feel like I feel like it wasn't there was there there's no posing. Okay. 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 Um, so yeah. All right. So, do you have anything you want to shout out to, or plug, or or talk about? I know Goldberg season's. Come. It feels like it's around the corner. Oh, it feels like it's still like a million miles away. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited for you and Joe to get back on the air. I love that your podcast is one of my happy places. So. Oh, thank you. I remember when I was getting LASIK was the day that I started listening to it for my first like time or when I started listening to it a lot I remember sending you messages as I was listening and I loved it so <laughs> and I was really stressed when I got LASIK because I didn't who wouldn't have, be oh, I did not have a great time having LASIK so. 
I, yeah, that whole thing just creeps me out. Anyway. Anyways, okay, so that's possibly coming soon. Uh, yeah, it will be eventually as soon as the fall season starts. And uh, and okay, cool. And where can people follow you? Uh, Twitter, I'm comedy underscore girl, and uh, Instagram, I'm improvinator. Cool. And you can follow me at pancake for table on Twitter and Instagram or catch up with uh, me on the other podcast Friday Night Movie which I do with my sisters which will be recorded in person hopefully more than one episode over the next week because we're all going to be on vacation together and it just gets crazy when we're in the same place the the making fun of my mother goes is in real time so (laughs) I hope your mom makes a cameo uh yeah she she won't let us not do it but yes my mom will <laughs> definitely make my mom the goal is to get my brothers-in-law they've been sort of self-conscious but i very much want my brother-in-law jose is a spanish martial arts champion and i've had this obsession with wrestling uh v- videos on youtube like not actual wrestling but like top 10 matches that the rock did and it's actually from this British it's from this British this group of British guys it's totally surreal these guys from whatculture.com or something like whatculture wrestling it's all British guys who really love wrestling and they do these like little YouTube videos like here's the 10 you know the top 10 times that the storyline was broken on wrestling I mean very very esoteric stuff on wrestling anyways so I want to watch those with him, have my sister translate in Spanish, and then have him describe back what he, what like, what as a martial artist he has observed from these. I feel yeah. like that is, that is going to be some awesome cross-cultural. Uh, yeah, I'd like him to break down some Van Damme as well. Oh, oh, we watched Bloodsport together, actually. I've, oh, the how, first how time legit I saw, is Van Damme's stuff then? Well, Van Damme is a legit martial artist, and especially when he was younger. So okay. that part, I think, is real. I think it's more of the issue of discussing the practicality of using the splits as, <laughs> at as, any given moment as a move. I think that's kind of. <laughs> Anyways, this has been. Hold on, I gotta get the. Uh, I gotta get the the word so I don't say we have discussed the success, heartbreak, 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 heartbreak. Passion, fame, fortune, more heartbreak, glory, and heartbreak (laughs) of Leif Garrett today. Thank you, Ash. See you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.